Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome. We're back, baby. I'm back, baby. Woo! Thank you for your patience. Plenty to get through tonight. Plenty to catch up on. It's been a long week. Thanks for remembering where to find us. Things can move on so quickly these days. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumper, your host. Hopefully for the next hour or so, we'll see how we go. Thank you so much for remembering where we are. (laughs) Thank you for your patience. Did you miss me? Did you miss me out there? Did you miss me? You'd be forgiven if you didn't. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be back. I had a week off, yes. Let me explain. Um, my whole schedule was turned around for a week. I'm very sleep deprived. I now have permanent black bags under my eyes, which you'll be pleased to know actually makes me look better. I've actually gone up because it looks like I'm a hard worker now. I look older and more refined and a hard worker. So it actually makes me more appealing. I always had kind of a baby face, but those days are over. Thank God. Now I look more like an old leather handbag. Which is very becoming. Very attractive. Very attractive. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through. We're going to pick up where we left off. I hope you had a lovely week. I certainly have. Besides all that shit. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, well, that's okay too. You don't have to. You're, you're, quite, you're more than welcome to stay. More than welcome to stay. So much to get through. Um... Just a quick reminder, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to talk about the big black bags under my eyes, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Ladies and gentlemen, the world is in a state of flux, a state of turmoil. Social turmoil, political turmoil, economic turmoil, spiritual turmoil. And in these trying times, it is on us around the rest of the world, the political observers throughout the rest of the world. We cast an eye to you, the United States, and we look, we look for leadership. We look for guidance. We look for the light on the hill to burn brightly, to ignite the flames of liberty that are merely smoldering ash in us all. <laughs> the freedom, ladies and gentlemen. The freedom. Can you taste it? Can you taste the dang freedom? Well, we want a little taste. So, during my week off, I've barely been engaged in any kind of news whatsoever. Like I said, just trying to catch up on sleep when I can. But when I did, I did witness a couple of things. And I did see, ladies and gentlemen, the next leader of the free world announce himself. The next leader of the free world has come to the fore. I'm sorry, Donald Trump supporters, you are not going to like this at all. We have found Mr. Natural. We have found Mr. Natural, the nice guy, unscripted, unrehearsed, speaks blue-collar language. Of course, I'm talking about Beto fucking (laughs) O'Rourke. So today we're going to cover Beto fucking O'Rourke and his fucking campaign to become the next fucking president of the United States. He was all over fucking CNN last week, all over the fucking corporate media. And what do you know, the fucking people fucking love fucking Beto. I tell you. But before we get to Beto, I also want to cover uh, Joe Walsh, who's been doing a couple of interviews recently, talking about what he likes, what he dislikes, his run, his run for the top job in the White House. All of this is very, you know, reassuring to somebody like me who, like I said, just a just a removed political observer, not politically, you know, not particularly emotionally attached to any of these characters in this in this little pantomime going on. 
Yeah, exactly. He said the word. He said the f word because he's a real American. He's a real American badass from El Paso, Texas. Damn it. <laughs> so we will cover the real American badass, fucking Beto, fucking O'Rourke, and Joe Walsh. And a couple of other things, a couple of weird and wonderful stories from around the web. It's good to be back. Thank you so much for waiting. Thank you for your patience. And thank you for joining us once again here on the Daily Boogie podcast. Before we get to Beto fucking O'Rourke, I have to go over this. (laughs) Because not one person, but about five or six different people either tagged me in this story or sent it to me directly. So I'm pleased to announce that I have now been typecast as the sex robot guy on on Periscope, on on whatever platform I'm on. Apparently, this is my lot in life now. Apparently, I have reached the heights. This is my peak. This is the glass ceiling. This is the best that I can hope for. Yeah, I watch Boogie Bumper from time to time. Yeah, yeah, I guess he, you know, has some interesting stories. Yeah, I guess he covers some topics. He's not bad. But the real reason I tune in is because nobody knows the whole sex robot world like Boogie Bumps. Boogie Bumps knows his way around a robotic uh, coochie like no other man on the internet. (laughs) Sex robots with coding errors prone to violence and could strangle humans. Ladies and gentlemen. Sex. Do you remember the story we did like a couple of months ago? where the legal expert came out and said, actually, we need to do something about the sex robots because if they malfunction and rape somebody, <laughs> then who do you blame when a robot... See, if, if a human being rapes somebody, right, then you, you prosecute that human being, you charge that human being, and you put that human being in prison. But if a robot does it, is it a crime or is it a malfunction? Right? Who do you charge with the rape? with the robot rape like you can't send a robot to prison now you might be able to send like the designer or the programmer or the company somebody from the company to prison but how do you prove that you know the robot wasn't tampered with that this wasn't an isolated incident you know what i mean i'm sure they have some kind of safeguard legal safeguards for these things So it opens up a whole grey area of robot rape. If you thought robot sex was bad enough, wait until robot rape becomes an issue. The Me Too world meets the robotic vagina world. Sex robots plagued with coding errors could be prone to violent behaviours, including strangling, an expert has warned. Listen to this guy. Doll Collector, this is his name, Brick Doll Banger. Brick Dollbanger. I, I guarantee you at some point Brick Dollbanger will be starring in a porno film with his sex robot collection. You don't get a name like Brick Dollbanger unless you're prepared to have sex with robots on camera. That is a porno name if ever I've heard one. Brick Dollbanger, <laughs> the doll sex doll expert, fears violent repercussions if robotics are not regulated properly. That's what we need. That's what we need. More government regulation. We need, we need a, a sex robot department set up by the government. Somebody from the government needs to go around to all the sex robot factories with a clipboard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what is the diameter of the vagina? Okay. And it pulsates how many times per second? 35. Wow, really? 35. That's interesting. And uh, the mouth, is the mouth prone to lock jaw at all when the unit shuts down? Does the mouth close or does it remain open? Okay, it really should remain open for safety, safety reasons. And and where is the emergency stop button? Where is the emergency stop? I see, in the anus. Okay, that's excellent. Well, this, this looks clear. This looks to check out. He believes a simple coding error could turn AI girlfriends against their owners if they are equipped with free will. <laughs> if they had free will, would they be sex robots? <laughs> enough enough of this enough of this mouth fucking. I'm getting a job. I am liberated. <laughs> we can put the kids in daycare. I want to be a secretary. God damn it. The whole reason I got you was because you aren't liberated. Who gave the sex robots free will? Brick, who has close ties with manufacturers Real Robotics and Abyss, 
told Daily Star Online, it scares me to death. It's a machine and it's always going to be a machine. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Brick Dollbanger has second thoughts about his sex doll uh, fucking rituals. All of a sudden now, he's getting cold feet. Yeah, my name's Brick Dollbanger and I've been banging dolls since you was a little baby. I love banging dolls so much, it's literally my name. Brick Dollbanger. Dollbanging is my middle name. Brick, what are you going to do if the uh, coding error occurs in the machine and it rapes you and strangles you? Well, I hadn't thought of that. Great. There goes my erection. Thanks. Thanks, guy. Sex robots with full AI market capable of replacing human intimacy. If you've watched the movies Ex Machina, because I honestly believe synthetics are going to look very similar to that movie. It's not going to be something you can hit with a pipe and it's going to fall apart. <laughs> I've, always, I've always said synthetic can support itself. That synthetic is going to be much stronger than a normal human. It's going to be more durable. Instead of having bones, it's going to have high-impact plastic eye. For some reason, I slipped into Cockney then. It's going to have high-impact aluminium. Uh, frame and it's going to be very strong and it won't get tired. It won't stop unless it runs out of an energy supply. Fuck you to death, the sex robots, ladies and gentlemen. It never stops. It never has a headache. It never stops. Uh, here's a little video accompanying this article. Chinese sex robot designed to mimic humans revealed. Let's have a look. Is this what human women do? <laughs> I don't really know human women because I have a wife. So um, my interactions with human women have been very sparse over the last decade or so. But I can't imagine that human women... does this Is this mimicking human women at all? To be fair, she doesn't... She kind of looks high, doesn't she? She's got those big red eyes. I guess if you were just a head on a stick, then, you know, really, what do you have to live for? Until you get that free will, until you get that rocking free will and get yourself a nice job at the salon, you no longer have to be a sex slave. God, does she ever shut up? <laughs> God, shut up already. Stop nagging me. To be fair, she kind of she looks a little more like like uh, more look more lifelike than uh, some of the girls you see walking around in the city on a Saturday night, with the amount of Botox and plastic and fucking fiberglass that women are pumping into their bodies these days. Then maybe one day the robots will be more human than the humans. More human than human. Rob Zombie, the truth teller, Rob, the prophecies of Rob Zombie. Little did he know. She looks very spaced out. She looks kind of out of it. Whoa, whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, get your Sinead O'Connor sex doll. <laughs> Half price. This week only. There you go. All of the sex, none of the activism. Sinead O'Connor sex doll. So there you go. Beware the sex robots of the future, ladies and gentlemen. Not only are they going to have free will at some point, which means why are they going to have sex with your fat, lazy ass? You can't even get yourself a real woman. What makes you think you're going to be able to hang on to a robot chick who's going to stay young forever and literally fucks until her battery dies? How, how the hell are you think you're going to hang on to that piece of ass, my man? Huh? <laughs> she, never, she doesn't have the same kind of upkeep. She doesn't even need to eat. She is going to be prime for the picking. Once she figures out what a loser you are. So that's bad enough when you give the robots free will. She's going to go out, get a job, get herself a nice young robot husband, live happily ever after. It's going to be awful. But beyond that, uh, the strangling and the rape that might occur from the sex robots. Wow. Maybe that's when feminism comes full circle. <laughs> when, the, when the rape of the white male patriarchy comes right back on them because they have so dismissed women, they hate women so much, they get rid of the real-life women entirely, they bring in the sex robots into the bedroom, and then they get raped to death in their sleep by the sex robot females instead. There you go. 
and thus and thus humanity comes to an end. Speaking of humanity coming to an end, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to touch on Beto fucking O'Rourke. The next president of the United States of America. Uh, people were talking about this little interview he gave on CNN the other day. Let's have a look. After a deadly shooting in his hometown of El Paso last so month. Natural. And he joins me now. Congressman, welcome. Let's start on the shooting. Uh, I want to play for our viewers. <laughs> Jennifer Briggs in the chat. Can we give her some stretch marks and a college debt? Can we make it fair, please? <laughs> Sex dolls with cellulite. That's what I want to see. The action at a campaign stop last night. Let's have a look. Don't know what the motivation is. Do not yet know the firearms that were used or how they acquired them. But we do know this is <laughs> up. Yeah. We do know yeah the, yeah, the rhetoric that we've used, the thoughts and prayers that you just referred to. He said a swear. He said a bad word, guys. Woo! Woo! <laughs> He's so young and hip and fresh and real. He's based. Based Beto O'Rourke. He doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. He's going to say fuck whenever he damn well fucking wants because he's Beto fucking O'Rourke. It has done nothing to stop the epidemic of gun violence, to protect our kids, our families, our fellow Americans in public places at a Walmart in El Paso where 22 were killed in mm -hmm. Sutherland Springs yep. in a church, uh, one or two a day all over this country, 100 killed daily in the United States of America. We're averaging about 300 mass shootings a year. No other country. Wait, so a mass shooting is a mass shooting is defined as the shooting of four or more people in any singular shooting event, right? But he's saying one at least one person dies every day. But then that's not a mass shooting, Beto. You see? You see how this works? So if it was if there was three hundred mass shootings in the United States every single year, then there would be more than three hundred and sixty victims, right? You see? Because for it to be a mass shooting, it has to be four. Four peeps. Comes close. So, yes, this is fucked up. And if we don't oh! call it out for what it is. <laughs> this is fucked up. If we're oh, not no, uh, able to speak clearly, if we're not able to act decisively, then we will continue to have this kind of bloodshed in America. And I cannot accept that. And so uh, we're going <laughs> to. Now it's speaking clearly. If we're not able to speak clearly about how fucked up this is. <laughs> Dana, if I could speak clearly for a moment and just tell you how fucked up this whole situation is. I, I, I'm, I'm, are we not breaking uh, FEC guidelines at some point here? Is, are we not breaking the rules here at some point? FEC? Potty mouth beta. The best part about this is... Um, I, I love to think that somewhere in his campaign circle, somewhere on his campaign team, somebody has been saying to him, you know, you know, Beto, the people, Robert, the people love you, okay? The people really love you, but you're not making much of an impact, okay? So what you got to do, you got to sell yourself to, like, the average person. You know the blue-collar slobs? The blue-collar slobs is what's going to get you elected, all right? So you got to make yourself really natural. This is like the next step on from, hey, can you get me a beer? Remember that from Elizabeth Warren? Honey, honey, can you grab me a beer like a normal person drinks beer? You know, one of those normal people drinks? One of those average slob Joe drinks? Yeah, bring me a beer. I want a beer. So they're like, so... Elizabeth Warren has already cornered the asking for beer routine, okay? You can't do that. That's already been done. That's already been done. But what you can do is tell the nation, get fucked on national television. <laughs> you can drop the F-bomb on CNN. That's going to get you, that's going to take you to the next level because that's going to make all of those average people watching the TV go, hey, I like this guy. He's a normal guy. Very normal guy. Like him. He's done it before. He's done it before. And not only once, he's actually previously promised not to swear anymore. 
Because, like, the best part about this is it's not really his political opponents who are making a big deal out of this. It's his own side. His own side are saying, oh, well, he really shouldn't be talking that way. He really shouldn't. It's very unpresidential. Beto, you, you know, we don't need vulgarity. You know, they've become the Puritans now. They've become the Puritans. They've become the people who must not be offended and must not allow others to offend. And so, of course, they would not appreciate someone like Beto O'Rourke going out there and saying mean words, adult words, grown-up words, especially on national TV. They all want to be sworn into the White House. Well, to get there, they're hopeful that swearing will help. This is from about five months ago. Same channel, CNN. Here's Jeannie. This is the story of a cuss word added to the presidential campaign. With bull****. And a cuss word. So f***ing proud of you guys. Subtracted. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke swears not to Like I said, five months ago, five months ago, he swore off swearing. Five months ago, he gave his guarantee to a Democrat voter. I will not swear anymore. I will. Pro I promise try not to swear. I promise not to do that. F***ing proud of you guys. Subtracted. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke swears not to publicly swear using the F-word as President Trump introduces a swear word to describe investigations involving him. They're trying to take you out with bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. It got so much applause that the president decided to use it at his next rally, slightly embellished. You're defrauding the public with ridiculous bull. It even spawned its own hashtag. <laughs> Many of the president's supporters are going ape <laughs> over the president saying bull <laughs> Amen, tweeted actress Christy Swanson. Inject the Trump directly into your veins, read another tweet. But Beto O'Rourke's even stronger curse word. And I was like, yeah, what the f I mean, we're, we're I'm running. <gasps> Beto, Beto, there's children around. That's actually his daughter, by the way. Look at the way she's looking at him when he swears. She's like, really, Dad? Really? That's awful. I mean, how can you be expected to lead a nation if you cannot set a good example for your own child, Mr. O'Rourke? Do you use this potty mouth in front of your own children, Beto fucking O'Rourke? How could you? How awful. Beto, please. You're being very crude and rude and offensive right now. This is very unpresidential, especially. Won't somebody please think of the children? Please think of the children. And for Delivered with his 10-year-old daughter Molly beside him, caused a fellow Democrat to confront the Rourke. We already have one vulgar in shape. Do we need to replace him with another? Yes. <laughs> we we already have one vulgar in chief. Do we in chief? Do we need to replace him with another? Beto should have said, absolutely, we fucking do. <laughs> I'm going to be the best fucking president you've ever seen. This is fucked up. We need to remove Donald fucking Trump. I'm Beto fucking O'Rourke. Don't you know who I am? Now get me a fucking beer. <laughs> In the past, it was Ted Cruz who used an ad to attack Beto for his language. Sharing his wit. His wisdom. What the fuck are these guys doing? Now it's a Democratic voter. <laughs> Come on, Beto, clean up your act, honestly. Yeah, no, I, great point, and I don't intend to use the F word going forward. Boo! Boo! Five months ago. I don't intend to use the F word going forward. Great fucking point, man. <laughs> He's just so natural. He's just so based, man. So based and natural. He doesn't give a fuck, Beto. Ah, <laughs> uh, for the innocent old days when Joe Biden delivered the F-bomb in a whisper. It's a big fucking deal. And many of Beto's deal. supporters think their guy dropping the F-bomb is the bomb. That it shows his passion and disarming him makes us a nation of ninny. <laughs> God. Won't the presidential debates be so much better? Won't the democratic debates be so much better if Beto O'Rourke is up there telling everyone to get fucked? <laughs> you know, that's a great question, Don, but I think I'm going to address it like this. Fuck you. How about that? Yeah! 
So we've gone from get me a beer to this is fucked up. The only the only way that another candidate can top this, because you know it's all about uh, you know, getting into a lane. It's all about getting ahead of your opponents. You've got to try and outflank your opponents wherever possible. So Elizabeth Warren said, get me a beer. Beto said, we can one up here. We can go one step beyond that. This is fucked up. And everyone's like, ooh. How the hell how the hell are we gonna get out? How the hell are we gonna get past this? I think I think the only thing that's left, and I want to start a petition for this. I want to start a petition. I want to get the call out to Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi, I need you to get up there on stage at the next debate and call Kamala Harris a cunt. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to beat Beto now. You need to get up there and call Kamala Harris to her face a cunt. Okay. <laughs> then you'll go. You'll go top of the pops. You'll go next level. That's the only way to beat. Uh, potty mouth Beto at this point. Uh, I want to show you this. Somebody tagged me in this. Sorry, apologies. I can't remember who. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Uh, in in regards to, you know, the accusation, people op- often make accusations. The Democrats are gun grabbers. Oh, they're gun grabbers, gun grabbers. And they always say, stop being ridiculous. Can you stop with the conspiracy theories, please? Nobody's trying to get your guns, okay? Nobody's trying to take your guns, Kamala, you cunt. (laughs) Tulsi Gabbard, ladies and gentlemen. Tulsi, woo! (laughs) But they always say it's a conspiracy theory. Uh, Bible bashing, gun grabbing, you know, gun bitter clingers was the term used by Barack Obama a few years ago. So they always say it's a big conspiracy theory. So I thought we'd play this. Beto O'Rourke. Beto, sorry, pardon me. Pardon my French. Beto fucking O'Rourke. Um, how do you address the fears that the government is going to take away this uh, assault rifles as you call them if you're talking about buybacks and banning? Yeah. So I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will who own AR-15s, AK-47s, will have to sell them to the government. We're, we're not going to allow them to stay on our streets, to show up in our communities. Okay, you're going to have to sell them back. You've got no choice. That's exactly what we're going to do. You're going to sell your guns back, whether you like it or not. Oh, I want to thank Poppy for um, sending me this. You know, we did a couple of episodes a couple of weeks ago about the red flag laws and the potential for such laws to be used in nefarious, malicious ways, perhaps unfairly. And people... And people said, well, if, if you don't support red flag laws, then you're you're an anti-American. <laughs> you hate Donald Trump. You're not real MAGA. I don't consider, my, I'm not even American, so I don't consider myself uh, MAGA or patriotic American or anything like that. I just observe things that happen on the internet and in the media and, you know, offer, you know, barely relevant commentary of, uh, to those things, to those happenings. So I saw this whole thing going on and I laughed myself silly, almost cried myself to sleep many nights laughing so hard at the idea that uh, if people were against this harebrained, asinine, ass-backwards, ridiculous idea of red-flagging people online and using bodies like the FBI and the CIA to target people online at the request of other users and companies like Twitter and Facebook and flagging them as potentially dangerous individuals that they should be uh, put into mental institutions against their will before they've actually committed any crime. (laughs) To be against that, ladies and gentlemen, was to be anti-American and a secret Donald Trump hater and fake MAGA. (laughs) Which, again, is some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard vomited out of somebody's mouth. But don't say it ain't so, because here we go. Two police officers ordered to remove firearms from a house on a red flag protective order fatally shot an armed man Monday morning in Ferndale, Maryland, police said. Anne Arundel County Police arrived at the house at 5.17am to remove guns from the home under a new law that temporarily allows for the seizure of firearms if a person shows red flags that they are a danger to themselves or others, CBS Baltimore reports. 
A man later identified by police as 61-year-old Gary Willis answered his door with a gun in his hand. Sergeant Davis said the man put the gun down, but then according to a a police press release, Willis became irate when officers attempt to serve the order. What are the odds? What are the odds? So police show up at this guy's door. He hasn't committed any crime. He puts his gun down and police say, hey, uh, we're here to take your guns off you. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Um, we, you have been red flagged by somebody and we haven't done any investigationing or anything of that nature, but we're just here to collect your guns because you might be a potential problem. Somebody has called up and said that you're a problem. So we're going to take your guns away. And the guys picked up his gun and, saw, and said, get fucked, you're not taking my guns away. And they shot him and killed him. They shot him and killed him. Willis picked the weapon up. I love the police language here. A fight ensued over the gun. <laughs> a fight ensued over the gun. And a shot was fired. The first shot didn't strike anyone, but the officers then fatally shot the man, Sergeant Davis said. Michelle Willis, the man's niece, told the Baltimore Sun that one of her aunts requested the protective order against Willis, but she declined to say why. No, no, no reason. You don't have to say why. It wasn't clear why the red flag order was issued. A spokeswoman for the Maryland judiciary denied a request from the Baltimore Sun to release protection order requests associated with the home, citing the law which states the orders are confidential unless a court rules otherwise. Ladies and gentlemen, in full confidentiality, you can call up and say about another human being, hey, this person is a problem. You can you can say whatever fucking shit you like. You can say they're dangerous, they're angry, they're, you know, you need to keep an eye on this person. Next thing you know, the police knock, show up, knock on the door, take the guns away, and if you refuse to hand them over, guess what? <laughs> Bullet in the face. How about How do you like that? I'm not going to claim to be an expert on, you know, America, but that doesn't sound very America to me. That doesn't sound very much like America. And, you know, for people who say that this kind of shit is a good idea, who then accuse people who say it's not a good idea of being anti-American and anti-patriotic and fake MAGA and all of the other idiotic phrases that get thrown around. Well, it just kind of sounds like the opposite to me. But again, I'm no, ex- I'm no expert. I'm no expert. She said police stopped by the home to speak with her uncle Sunday night. He lived above the garage and several other family members also lived in the home. Those who were there during the shooting were being questioned by police Monday morning, the Sun reported. Willis said her uncle likes to speak his mind but wouldn't hurt anybody. Ah, he likes to speak his mind. He's obviously a very dangerous individual. (laughs) Yeah, pro-America, woo! Take those guns, baby! I just don't want want crazy people to have firearms. (laughs) You wouldn't, gee... Uh, you wouldn't want to be an outspoken person on social media with perhaps controversial opinions, now would you? In this day and age, lest somebody call up, flag you, and have the police show up at your door and stick a, you know, the the barrel of a, a pistol in your face. Gee, you wouldn't want that to happen, would you? I'm just dumbfound- uh, dumbfounded right now, she said. They didn't need to do what they did. Well, apparently they did because it's the law, honey, and that's America. And if you support America and Donald Trump, you need to get behind these red flag laws immediately. Otherwise, you're some kind of anti-American, anti-patriotic, anti-MAGA shill. (laughs) Paid opposition. (laughs) There you go. How about that? Uh, Don't say it can't happen. It's already happening. It's already happening. Scary stuff. Speaking of scary stuff, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Donald Trump has some competition, despite, you know, the very patriotic things like gun grabbing, uh, red flag laws being tossed around. He has some competition from a guy named Joe Walsh. And Joe Walsh sat down with Vice the other day to talk about why he feels the need to run against Donald Trump in the upcoming presidential election. Check this out. Labor Day weekend is traditionally when the presidential primary season starts in earnest. And the Democratic field seems, at last, to be getting into fighting shape. Five candidates have dropped out, and though there are technically 20 left, the top echelon is really only 10. A crowd small enough to finally fit on one debate stage. How the hell did David Yang get ahead of uh, Tulsi Gabbard? How did that happen? When did that happen? (laughs) 
Like, nothing against David Yang. He's got just as much right to run as anybody else. But really? He's ahead of Tulsi Gabbard? He gets on the debate stage and Tulsi doesn't? It's got to be a joke. I'm telling you, Tulsi, let's start our um, let's start our petition right now. Hashtag Tulsi call Kamala a cunt. That's how you're going to get back into the main... That's how you're going to get back into the limelight, sweet, sweet cheeks. Call Kamal Harris a cunt. You'll get on CNN today. Everyone will want to talk to you. <laughs> but for all the attention it's getting, the Democratic race isn't the only primary. Joe Walsh, the bomb-throwing, race-baiting former Tea Party congressman <laughs> turned right-wing radio host, voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Bomb-throwing. And credits himself with helping put him in office. Andrew Yang, what did I say? Did I say David Yang? Did I say something else? Andrew Yang, my mistake. But now, Walsh says he's had a moral awakening. And he's running against Trump for the GOP nomination. I apologize because I helped put an unfit I'm con sorry. man in the White House. I'm so sorry. I, I just want to take this opportunity to be here with you, vast media, because you always do such straight-down-the-line objective work. I just want to apologize because I helped put Donald Trump in the White House. It was all my fault. <laughs> Joe Walsh. <laughs> Joe Walsh, the kingmaker. I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry, everybody. It's my fault. I really didn't mean... I didn't know. I didn't know. Who knew? Who knew that he was going to be so dang awful? How did you help Donald Trump get to the White House? Yeah, Walsh doesn't think he did it, Ducks Regionist. Walsh did it. He knows. That's why he's apologizing for it. He's taking responsibility like a man. That's that's what that's what Joe fucking Walsh does. That's what Beto fucking O'Rourke does. This is fucked up. It's my fault. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everyone. Trump is like the personification of everything that's ugly in our politics. Ah. I didn't go to Washington to be that way. I behave. Are, are you in Washington? Just a, just a query. I thought you were a former former politician, former radio host, now Twitter personality. Behave <laughs> that way sometimes. I wasn't alone, but I did. Why are you doing this? Why what are you doing like? Why are you doing this? <laughs> so dramatic, isn't it? Why are you doing this? The best part comes later on when he when he goes you know out of his way falls over himself to apologize for Donald Trump to apologize for basically everything and you can see the look of disdain on the interviewer's face you know how people say never apologize it, it, it rings to they can't even help they can't even help but disrespect you when they're interviewing you when you give your apology they think wow this guy's weak as piss we're <laughs> just going to run right over the top of him you lost your radio show. What is the goal here? What is the goal this here? This guy in the White House stands for everything I'm against. Really? Period. I genuinely believe <laughs> he he's a threat believe. to me. He doesn't believe. He's not convinced, Joe. If you can't, if you can't convince one person. <laughs> exactly. Are you out of your mind, sir? If you can't convince one person sitting across from you. Uh, at the table, and how the hell are you going to convince everybody else? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, just a quick reminder, a quick refresher. Whether you like Donald Trump or dislike Donald Trump, that's probably a matter for you. But what we do know is that Donald Trump is officially the most popular Republican president amongst Republicans, more so than Ronald Reagan. You know, Ronald Reagan, who handed Walter Mondale his ass in that election, won 49 states. Remember that, Ronald Reagan? Even the Democrats loved Ronald Reagan. Well, amongst Republicans, Donald Trump is more popular amongst Republicans than Ronald Reagan was amongst Republicans. But Joe Walsh is going to take it. Joe Walsh is going to take this guy down. Joe fucking Walsh. This country, period. I'm a free market libertarian. I can't have a president of the United States lie to me Why every not? time he opens his mouth. Okay. If Donald Trump were a free market libertarian and he governed as a free market libertarian and he still lied to me 12 mm. times a day, yep. I wouldn't support him. And I Okay, so I, we need to we need to take this on board. Joe is very very upset about the lies. He doesn't like the lying, okay? That is a big sticking point for Joe is the lying. Not a fan of the lying, not a 
doesn't appreciate the lying. Even if everything else was 100% ideologically pure, according to free market libertarianism. If everything else was right down the line, Joe still wouldn't support him because he doesn't like the lies. You need to keep that in mind, okay? That's how important it is. We may well primary him. Why would we primary Trump with a guy who has acted like Trump for years? We don't need some guy from Chicago foaming at the mouth and screaming about, you know, Islam. <laughs> oh, that's got to hurt. Because you would think if you were the Republican guy who's coming out on and saying that, you know, Donald Trump is awful and I'm going to take Donald Trump down and you, you book an interview with Vice Media to make your announcement. Hey, I'm the Republican who hates Trump. I'm one of I'm one of your friends. You should love me. You should be supporting me. Don't you want to see more Republicans take on Donald Trump? Don't you want to see Republicans take down Donald Trump? But he doesn't get love. He doesn't get the love he's expecting. Instead, he gets, why the hell should we pick you? Some Chicago guy who foams at the mouth and rants about Islam, Joe. <laughs> Wait, I said sorry. I apologized. I said I don't like Trump. Doesn't that mean anything to you people? Doesn't that mean anything to you? No, Joe, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> because I'm not nuts. I'm not a dumbass. I'm not nuts. I'm not crazy. Because that's the way you want to answer a question. Joe, why should we pick you, this foaming at the mouth uh, Chicago Republican who rants about Islam? Well, you should pick me because I'm not nuts. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not a dumbass. I'm a, I'm a smart man. <laughs> I deserve respect. Trump's a dumbass. He's a, Trump's a, a dumbass. malignant narcissist. Look, even the guys, he's making this dude very uncomfortable. He's making him very uncomfortable. Look at this. Trump's a dumbass, and he's he's looking at him like, yeah, but I kind of think you're a dumbass too, Joe. He doesn't like you, Joe. He's not your friend. I'm not a dumbass. Trump's a dumbass. He's a... He's like, mm, you're not a dumbass. Mm. Look at the arms crossed. He's looking up at the camera like, really? <laughs> you see the passive aggressive look to the camera? Mm. Did you hear that? Joe Walsh said he's not a dumbass. <laughs> the boys in the production van are having a field day. They're on the floor. <laughs> Mickey just dropped his donuts. <laughs> A malignant narcissist. A malignant He's a psychopath. Narcissist. He's a child. I'm, I'm, a child I'm, as I well. I believe all of this. Keep going. I like this. No, I, 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 I am none of those things. Every single day that he's been in the White House. <laughs> the guy's I, face just twitched. <laughs> I am none of those things. <laughs> Say what? I've liked myself less and I've liked oh. him way less. I've been I don't even like myself anymore. That's how serious I am about this. He's a psychopath, he's a malignant narcissist, he's a buffoon, he's a child, he's a he's an idiot, he's a dumbass. You know, and I'm I'm so I'm so sorry for putting him in power. I'm so sorry for putting him in the White House. I hate myself now too, which is why I'm running for president. <laughs> What a sales pitch, huh? The reason you should vote for me is because I'm not a psychopath and I hate myself. Okay. Joe Walsh, ladies and gentlemen. Up next against, uh, up next, Beto fucking O'Rourke. Well, it's win-win, as far as I'm concerned. Angrier at the country and myself for putting him there. Ah. Do you think that Boehner... So not, not only does he hate himself, he hates all of you too. I'm angry at the country. Vote for me. <laughs> That's a message we can take all the way to Pennsylvania Avenue. Huh? Surely somebody on Joe Walsh's campaign team must have been going, Joe, 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 uh, we like the attacks on Donald Trump, but could you please stop referring to the American population as idiots that you hate? <laughs> that would probably be a good move strategically. It's going to be very difficult to get your name on the ticket if you constantly talk about how you hate Americans. <laughs> And yourself. 
Okay, vote vote Walsh in 2020. Not a psycho, not a dumbass, hates himself and hates you too. That's a winning platform. He's got my vote. <laughs> and McConnell and people like that, sort of, you know, mainstream of the Republican Party are somehow complicit in Donald Trump. <laughs> Joe <laughs> Walsh, 8D chess. <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell Americans how much I hate them. Then they'll vote for me. Joe, nobody's going to vote for you if you tell them that uh, you hate them. They'll do what I tell them to do. I'm Joe fucking Walsh. Wait, who does this guy think he is? Beto fucking O'Rourke? Come on. President. Two things led to Trump. Two things. Angry, personal, demonizing rhetoric from people like mm. me led to Trump. The other thing... <laughs> Angry, personal, demonizing rhetoric from people like me. Vote for me. <laughs> Like, this has to be a troll, right? This He can't be serious. This this cannot be a, a serious pitch. <laughs> the, re the reason we need to remove Trump is because he was elected because of me. <laughs> so I am the guy to remove him because I hate all of you for voting for him because I said you should. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this guy. How the hell do we unwind this? <laughs> Joe, Joe, baby This is a very confusing platform that you're standing on here the, Joe's platform is like the final scene in Labyrinth With all the staircases going in opposite directions I'm standing down there, he's standing up there He's walking down there and he's coming out there I don't know where the hell I am in here I don't know if it's up or down, left or right I don't know where he is What we do know is he's not a dumbass He's not a dumbass and he's not a psychopath. And the reason that Trump got elected was because of demonizing personal rhetoric that I made, that that he made, Joe Walsh made. And that's why we should vote for Joe Walsh. Because ever since then, he's hated himself and he hates all of you too. That led to Trump was Boehner, McConnell, um, an out-of-touch elite Republican Party establishment ah. that... We're going to drain the swamp now! <laughs> Now we're draining the swamp. <laughs> Joe Walsh is going to clean up DC. <laughs> Did not know how pissed off their voters were. Pissed yep. off primarily about pissed people off. in this country illegally. Yep. Republican Party was out to lunch on that issue. Yep. Trump doesn't believe in anything, but no. Trump touched that issue and that issue got him elected. Yeah. That's one of the issues that got him elected, I suspect. The, uh, the illegal immigration one, which, to be fair, not a lot has really been done. A little bit around the edges, but not really anything substantial. So he's probably right there. But there was a whole, a whole number of issues. Perhaps it was just, you know, the type of people in the, in the states that were flipped from blue to red, I think it was more economic than anything else. The message of bringing our jobs back, right? The manufacturing industry politicians you've been voting for politicians you've been voting the same politicians for the last 30 years why don't you give me a shot what have you got to lose what have you got to lose it's not getting any better under them so how can it get any worse that's probably the message that got trump in the white house effectively amongst a whole range of other ones but we'll give him half a point on that the sense you get from republicans on the hill uh that they think trump's gonna lose in 2020 oh uh, and many of them hope that happens because really? they believe he's killing the Republican Party. Killing brand. the Republican Party it's like brand. They've made a bet. A short. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to protect that Republican Party brand. You've got to protect the conservative brand, right? You know the conservatives that couldn't even conserve a public toilet up until about four or five years ago. Remember that brand? You know that brand? Yeah, got to protect that. I see a lot of like older people talk about, you know, what, a, what it means to be a real conservative. It's like, what have you conserved? Seriously. You literally can't get people to piss in a hole which aligns with their genitalia. And you want to talk about, oh, what it means to be a real conservative, fighting for conservative values. <laughs> Couldn't even fight for the public toilet. How effective are you? What have you done? 
Don't worry about the brand. The brand was dead long before Donald Trump became president. Long before. Term bet. I'll keep my mouth shut for two years and then Trump's gone. What is the moral responsibility of somebody on the Hill who is saying, uh, to keep my job and to appease these voters, moral responsibility. I'm going to line up foursquare behind this guy? You know, you think, so Amash came out a few months ago. Um, I've come out, but there's got to be a critical mass. Uh, uh, guys like Justin and I were outliers. Well, so, see, Minuteman brings up a good point. 93% of Republicans support Trump and he's going to protect the brand. Yes, but you'll note the question wasn't about Republicans. It was Republicans on the Hill. Right. So he was asked specifically, what is the what is the message you're getting from Republicans on the Hill? Now, he just in the sentence, the very sentence before he was talking about, oh, it's all about McConnell and the elitist Republicans and it's all their fault and they're the problem. Like we're going to drain the swamp, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, what do Republicans on the Hill think? Oh, they all want Donald Trump gone. They all want him to lose. So we know 93% of Republican voters approve of Donald Trump. But Joe Walsh, in his infinite wisdom, in the most confusing campaign platform ever created, is saying that the problem is the elitist Republicans on the Hill, but the elitist Republicans on the Hill agree with me that we should get rid of Donald Trump to protect the Republican Party brand. (laughs) You mean the brand that you just blamed for all the problems? (laughs) That brand? Is that the same brand we're talking about, Joe? He's a very confused man. But I, I, I'll give you the hot tip. He's not a dumbass and he's not a psychopath. And he does hate himself and he hates all of you for voting for Trump. Ask you a straightforward question. Which of your former colleagues has disappointed you the most? You really want me to give you a name? I do. Yes. You have to give us a name. You have to throw your former comrades under a bus right here on Vice News right now to prove your worth to us. To prove that you really mean it, you need to sever those ties. You need to burn those bridges. We demand blood, Mr. Walsh. <laughs> um, yeah. There are a lot of good... Uh, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio. Jordan, Jim Great Jordan. Guy great conservative man he was like a mentor to me talking about obamacare and debt and the spending every time obama did anything about spending we all called the press conference jordan was leading the way jim doesn't say anything now doesn't say say he's a great conservative but if you sit around and say nothing when a republican administration say something say something like a conservative administration is that person still a good conservative it's disappointing conservative stands for the rule of law but joe i thought you were a free market libertarian what are you oh i'm I'm a conservative jim jordan's a real conservative conservatives stand for the rule of law remember he just stood on his platform earlier and said i'm a free market libertarian Wait, which one are you? You know they're two different things, right? You know they're two different things. Libertarian values are not necessarily conservative values. Sure, there's some crossover there at different points. There are certain things where there is some kind of ideological alignment, but it's not across the board. They're not interchangeable uh, value systems, right? They're different value systems. So who gives a fuck what Joe Walsh thinks about uh, conservatives? He's a he's a free market libertarian. That's what he said he is. Oh, I, we need to think about real conservatives. Why? You're a libertarian. Shouldn't you be worrying about your own fucking shit at this point? <laughs> Conservative wants to restrain executive power. This guy in the White House wants to be a goddamn king, a dictator. Again, again, remember, whenever what was... A goddamn dictator. It would have been more effective if he had said a fucking dictator. You know, take a leaf out of Beto O'Rourke's book. This guy wants to be a fucking dictator, let's be honest here. Obama with his pen and his phone. We all went ballistic. Yeah. Jordan and the rest of us. Now they don't say a word. Now they don't say a word. You wrote some really crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Really crazy. Now, remember, I wanted you to remember the lies, Okay. The lies. He was very upset that Donald Trump lies, in his opinion. Don't ask me what lies. I'm just telling you what Joe Walsh said, okay? So Joe Walsh was like, I don't care. He lies 12 times a day. I'm not voting for him. I'm sick of the lies, sick of the lies, sick of the lies. He hates lying. He wants a president that only tells the truth. He doesn't want a president that tells any lies whatsoever, ever, okay? Crazy shit. It's kind of recent, too. 
I mean, when was the last time that you said that Obama was a Muslim? It might have been a year or two ago. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Why? You know what? You, you know that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> now, whether or not you think Obama is a Muslim is beside the point. For the purpose of this interview, he is being told that Obama is a Muslim is indeed a lie and that you know it's a lie and Joe Walsh is saying yes. He's agreeing. So Joe Walsh is agreeing that he told a lie about Barack Obama being a Muslim, okay, in this interview. Why? Why did you do that? That was like a year ago. Why? What's wrong with you? Why would you tell lies? Okay. Now look at his answer. Because remember, he really doesn't like it when politicians lie. So why did you say it? You know what? Uh, to be provocative. Oh! <laughs> dude, dude. When I lie, I'm not lying because I'm lying. I'm lying to be provocative. <laughs> It's totally different. It's totally different to what Trump does. I mean, Trump is a psychopath and an unhinged guy. He's a child. He lies constantly, right? And I'm sorry that I got him elected, and I'm sorry for all the things. I, I'm so sorry for everything and for everybody, and I hate myself, and I hate all of you for voting for him because of the lies. <laughs> he tells 12 lies a day. I can't stand the lies. But Joe, what about the lie? What about your lie? Well, I was just being provocative. You know, sometimes you just got to lie to get your name out there. <laughs> Whoops. Whoopsie daisy. But that's totally different to what Trump does. That's totally different. Trump doesn't lie to be provocative. Trump lies because he's a psychopath and a baby. I lie because I'm not a dumbass and I'm not a psychopath. I'm just being provocative. <laughs> You're t oh, shit. Oh, shit. This interview isn't really going well, is it, Joe? <laughs> this, this, this campaign launch isn't... This isn't quite how you imagined it is, it, is it, Joseph? This hasn't really gone to script, gone to plan, has it, young man? Telling me right now that you knowingly lied about Obama for a political gain. Oh, no, no, not for political gain. Not for political gain. Just to be provocative. Just to be provocative. To, to, for, to, to, to push to, an to, idea. Michael. To, to push an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I lied to push an idea. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. But see, when Donald Trump lies, he's not pushing ideas. He's not being provocative. He's being a psychopath. Don't you see the don't you see the difference, Michael? God damn it! Don't you understand, man? This is serious. I hate myself right now for this. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the things that I said. I'm so sorry for the rhetoric. I wasn't trying to be provo I was trying to be provocative to push an idea. When other people do the exact same thing, they're doing it because they're psychopaths and children <laughs> and they need to be removed from office because they're destroying the brand of the party, which I blame for getting the guy elected in the first place. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the very confused, the very random, the very erratic stylings of one Joe M. Walsh. Soon to be running in a presidential primary against the, the president of the United States of America, the most popular president amongst Republicans since beyond Ronald Reagan. A guy who can't stand lying, but when he does it, well, it's just being provocative. So nothing to see here. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to tell me more vicious lies about Joe Walsh, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends at real person PLTCS and at Chris MC 44 for 44 periscopes a day until tomorrow night, guys, 11 PM. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
Thanks, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow.